We're back with another episode. We are on episode eight, Toxic Masculinity. Um, so we got my beautiful sis here in a motherfucking building, Miss Genesis Lauren Tucker. Okay, with the government. <laughs> oh, what's good? My name is Genesis. I just finished my freshman year at Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University. As you should, period. I am out here studying aviation, and I would like to be a pilot. Period. My personal, my personal pilot. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, places, please. Please. So, okay, so we're going to introduce the topic, uh, toxic masculinity. So remember, our goal is to educate, inform, and entertain uh, the audience. So the overview uh, that we have today is that we want people to understand what toxic masculinity is and for what it is, where it comes from, uh, black black families and growing up for personal experience, uh, conditioning, uh, what it looks like, and unconscious red flags, and pretty much factors that play into creating toxic masculinity. And after that, we're going to close it out, and the episode is going to be what it is. So, uh, jumping into the first topic, we're going to talk about where does talk. Actually, we're going to introduce what is toxic masculinity. And I have a definition here. So, toxic masculinity is a noun, first off. So, all right. So, toxic masculinity is a socially constructed expectation of masculinity as inherently violent, unemotional, and sexually impressible. Uh, irrepressible. Uh, it is the idea that masculinity is in danger because of the powerful femininity and that masculine masculinity that needs to be reaffirmed itself through language, economics, religion, culture, and other means by belittling women in rough and subtle ways. So... That is the brief little definition of what toxic masculinity is. Um, so now we're going to talk about where it comes from. So the origin of toxic masculinity is through social norms. So Genesis, give me the motherfucking info about social norms. Social norms. I think a huge part of toxic masculinity definitely comes from how people interact socially with each other and what kinds of platforms are used for this, such as social media is a huge one, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, just a few of the social medias that we use. And I think it's important to really expose the fact that people only post what they want you to see. And that does not 
Um, that does not include everything that's going on in their lives. But I feel like we're such in a culture and a time where like everybody's looking to each other in almost a competitive way. And it's like, oh, I should look like this person. I should do this. I should do that. And as far as toxic masculinity goes, it goes far like, oh, I should do this, this will make me a man, or this won't make me a man, or doing this is gay, or blah, blah, blah. Um, a huge thing is also in television, how men are portrayed in the media, uh, TV shows, anything like YouTube even, no, movies. And you can't really look at that without looking at the history of it. There's a lot of things, even such as like, men used to wear wigs and heels, and that was a normal thing. <clears throat> But now you can't do that without being gay. I don't know. I think it's interesting. Um, everybody kind of, somebody, somebody somewhere created this. It's this preconceived idea of what a man is supposed to look like. And it definitely affects how people see themselves. And it's especially, it's definitely not in a healthy way. Um, that's why, you know, it's called toxic masculinity. <laughs> And I don't know, I just think people shouldn't look at other people as much to define what they should look like or specifically what a man should look like or how a man should act because that honestly is what has a lot of people suppress themselves and creates this narrative that it's not good to be yourself. And that's you obviously like, that's not healthy for you. It's not good for you, not for your mental health, not for any of that. Do you feel like toxic masculinity has created um, insecurities for uh, certain men? Oh, absolutely. Definitely. I know a lot of people even as far as that just like people I've uh, encountered growing up or just in day-to-day experiences um, it's easy to see I feel like it's easy to tell when somebody's not comfortable with themselves. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, I never dealt with that because I feel like uh, I've always been confident enough to be myself and to dress the way that I want. And I feel pretty comfortable with myself. But as far as men, a lot of guys aren't like that or they do things in secret and just out of fear of being judged. Um, in in other ways, it's interesting because being that toxic or having these preconceived ideas of what a man is supposed to look like it goes really far into um, abuse, I think. True. And uh, it definitely, it, it goes to show like the thing where, where guys, like when you're younger, you'll hear a guy, you'll see a little boy hit a girl and then you tell the little girl, oh, that means that they like you. Like that's not a healthy thing. And I feel like that creates this notion that it's okay to like hit a ripple. In, like a ripple. And for abuse, exactly. And it's like, oh, he's just being a boy. He's just being a man. No. He's just like, that. those things shouldn't be normalized. And they are normalized even as when we're kids. And like you said before, like, you never really had that problem. Um, but it's obvious, like, you've seen people with that type of problem. Exactly. Uh, when it comes to, like, showing, like, insecurity and things of that nature. I feel like me personally, like, um, yes, I've always been very confident in who I am and things of that nature, but when there's like a room full of, we're just going to say men and just boys in general, um, there is a point where like I feel like I can't be myself because 
I don't want and it's necessarily like, you know, boy, boys, fuck it. I'm not even going to say boys. Niggas talk. And yeah. if there's anything they do, niggas talk more than bitches. And not referring females to the bitches, but I'm just saying. Uh, I mean, that's just like how we're going we're gonna to talk about it in our form of fashion because we are young. You have to remember, this is a young audience. So niggas are going to talk. And my whole thing is, for what reason? I feel like there there has been many points of my life where I have been uncomfortable in a, a situation because I feel like I don't want to speak because somebody's going to talk about me or I don't want to do anything because somebody's talking, you know, is going to talk about me. But yeah. I mean, now, I mean, now, now in life, it's like, I don't really give a fuck because simply, obviously I'm not around as many people when it, or really a lot of boys or men in general, uh, simply because it's quarantine. So, I mean, I don't know what, you know, <laughs> right. gotta, I don't know <laughs> what I got to be around them for, but still, you know, like, whether it be like a job interview or anything, I mean, I'm very much respected by a lot of people and I'm very much chill. I'm very chill. I feel like I'm very chill, but you know, obviously there's, you know, there's ignorant people. I think it still stems from ignorancy and how people were raised, like you said, and Mm -hmm. how we social, uh, we normalize, AKA one hitting women to show or display affections of love or, um, or of liking to somebody yelling, that, I would say that's one. Yeah, that's a good one. Be belittling, um, whether it be in beauty, um, somebody's characteristics, whether it be their voice, their height, their their strength, their anything mm-hmm. like that. This shit, this shit really stems from like what we see in social media, television, and history, and like parenting, this, that, and the third. So, and actually, we're really gonna go into more depth in that, but. Do you have any more final thoughts about it? Um, not really. I think it definitely goes into the next topic about being in a Black family and growing up in a Black family. And especially, I think, with Black men, there is a huge, 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 like, preconceived idea of what a man is supposed to do. Like, a man, especially being a Black man and growing up in America, it's like, okay. you got to be hard. Like, you have to you in order to. to survive, in order to be somebody in order to go somewhere you got to make money you have to be able to support your family support your mom Mm -hmm. you have kids support your girlfriend like things of that nature and I don't know it's as far as like physical things you can do as far as like making money there's also things like you know you got to work out you got to have muscles you got to be tall you got to have a deep voice all these things and it's very very toxic um to have these ideas of as far as what man should be um even with personal experience even recently this is something that uh, i had to go through emotionally men are taught to suppress their emotions because they have to be a man because they have to take care of everybody else and i think we really need to look at how that affects them and how that affects their relationships because it's hard for guys to open up that's a simple fact and like even recently um I had this thing with some of my family members where I was told that a member of my family was mad at me and it's a man and so I'm trying to figure out why he's mad you know like I haven't spoken to him in a little bit 
I don't know what's going on. I'm talking to somebody else about it. I'm talking to my mom about it. And she's like, oh, well, you know, he's a boy. You know how guys are. You need to go talk to him, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, why should I do that? If you're a grown ass man, you should be able to speak about your emotions. Yeah, like, can't you talk for yourself type stuff? Like, I don't know. Exactly. But here's that's what I'm saying. The problem is, why is it? why is that deemed as okay even to parents we're like they're like oh he's a boy so you need to go talk to him why because i'm the girl like that that's not okay i really do i feel like black families really or really i would say even hispanic families um but i would say black families in general they have really put the obviously the preconception of idea of what you call it, social norms, or not social norms, but uh, gender role, social, you know, like gender role. Yeah, absolutely. Playing the female part and playing the male part. Right. Um, And I feel like nowadays, like, that shit's not what it is anymore. Like, women are super, super independent now. Uh, They take control of a lot of things. A lot of them are- As they should. As they should. As they should. Right. Period. Um, Stan Tulsa, but um, because <laughs> no, for real, like I feel like at this point, like women have to be women, and I feel like they've been suppressed. I feel like if anything, a black woman has been the most suppressed. How would I say? Not species, but like <laughs> gender. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know how to classify women. Yeah. For but sure. um, literally, like, I've, especially for a black woman, they have been the most suppressed uh, people in society, whether it be in the home or whether it be in, in the work. And it's always a stereotype against them. It's mm-hmm. always the angry black woman. Um, exactly. Like, why is it a thing that women or just like black women or just women in general are like <laughs> looked at as emotional and all these things? And that's always been a thing. For some reason um but it's unfair that that's become a norm and it's become something that we look at even growing up it's things that we've been told like just like i said like oh he's a guy so you know how guys are he doesn't talk about his emotions blah 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 but it's like why like clearly if you think that's okay at this age he's a grown-ass man you're a grown-ass woman clearly if you think that's okay at this age y'all were doing something raising him to make that seem okay. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of guys, um, especially like from people that I talk to, even like my straight friends or anything like that, like they always have such a trouble with letting people know what is wrong with them. And I'm like, why are you not able to let me know what is wrong with you? Like, what is such a secret? Why is your emotion definitely easier said than done. I've even had experiences where it's like, Sometimes I literally can't open up to somebody where I'm sitting here, I'm sitting in front of you and I can be talking to you about something. And then all of a sudden it's like my throat's getting tight. I can't speak. It's everything I want to say is on the tip of my tongue, but I can't get it out. And that's that's that is something that happens. And I know because I've experienced it, but it shouldn't be taught. I feel like it shouldn't be something that's deemed okay or deemed normal especially for men, because that, again, that's not good for your mental. And that also leads into this whole thing of abuse where if niggas can't talk about how they're feeling, then they're going to do something else. They're going to go to the gym. They're going to 
ab- like abuse somebody like I mentioned earlier like yeah, uh, if a little boy hits a little girl it's like oh they like you but it's like why why is that okay I don't know and I feel like shit if they not gonna show it emotionally they're definitely gonna show it physically exactly. and whether it be in their work which is kind of even more toxic because my whole thing is don't it's it's cool and all to like fill yourself up with work and you know kind of just ease your mind off of a lot of things and stuff like that and get the money chase the bag right. uh, whatever but I feel like even then like you're still kind of just like you know you're skipping over your emotions type stuff and emotion is very it's very 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 important to your mental and I feel like that's what a lot of people run on and I feel like there's a difference between you know using your brain and you know using your emotions don't get me wrong but like if anything like when it comes to like how you feel on a daily base and if you're feeling good you know that's all how you feel like feel emotion that's all tied together you know um, when it comes to like executive decisions when it comes to like your brain and stuff like that like that's totally two different things so I feel like yeah like just like you said like that shit does not need to be tied like I don't see what was the point of that I think that people need to realize like as you said how like mentally physically emotionally spiritually all of these things are connected and if you aren't exerting what you're feeling in one way then it will come out in another way and I think that's exactly the problem um that also kind of goes into conditioning which is our next topic um yeah if you're not like speaking about your emotions or you're not processing them then it will come out in another way uh physically or even growing up going to school education wise um being in middle school and high school it's easy to see boys act out you see that a lot you see guys getting into fights things like that and a lot of times it could be because they're so angry but it's like why at these ages are these kids so angry especially black kids black boys why are you so angry? Why are you so upset? Could be because they're feeling so many things. They don't know how to talk about it. They're told not to talk about it. Like, oh, don't be a little bitch. Don't cry. Yeah. Things get, like that. Like fucking crazier than it turns on to black on black crime. Right. Black on, black on white crime. Right. You know, police on black people. Uh, black people can't control their emotions. You know, like this is all the shit that we see. Like, I feel like, you know, what a teacher has to told me. Uh, my psych teacher, then also my communications teacher, is that, I mean, once you master the art of communication, then, you know, you're set. You're pretty much set for life. And that even goes to show with communication through relationships, friendships, uh, people in general, and your emotions especially. And I even think, like, a lot of niggas don't, a lot of niggas get into it because they can't really just, they tell each other often, they get mad about it, and then they want to fight and squabble it out. Then after that, it turns into something that it doesn't need to. And obviously, you know, people are going to be people, but um, my whole thing is don't take it out on each other because, you know, at the end of the day, we're supposed to be brothers and sisters type shit. And we're all supposed to lift each other because if anything, we're already suppressed in this world and we created our own stereotypes. We created our own uh, emotional barrier um, that we are still even in this age of 2020, still are trying to pretty much grab onto and it's still not working because simply conditioning and we're gonna jump into that real quick. Um, but like, it's hard because even like parents not being receptive of children's emotional needs, um, 
that is definitely like probably one of the number one issues in the black well, community. We got stories about that. That's a whole nother episode at this point. It is, but, it is. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. It's interesting to see. I did want to bring up something though. Um, something I did learn. You know, I took my little psychology class, right? Uh, One of the modern schools of psychology, it's called, there's many of them. There's like structuralism, functionalism, associationism. Those are some of the early schools. Um, Something I did want to talk about is behaviorism and definition. It's a theory that behavior can be explained in terms of conditioning without appeal to thoughts or feelings. And I think that's exactly what toxic masculinity is. It's definitely something that's been conditioned for young boys or even like black boys specifically um without appeal to thoughts or feelings because nobody ever really looks at a little boy and sees them crying and is just like or not even a little boy i want to say like preteen, teenage boy i mean if you're crying you're just seen as weak you know nobody's trying to appeal to your emotions you're just told not to cry and i think toxic masculinity falls right under this school of psychology because of that fact it's kind of a mess it's definitely a mess bitch my mind just went on the fucking loan bitch i'm telling you because all of these things they have something that they connect to like there's an explanation for these things and they do. It's like people don't really realize that that's why i think it's important especially to look at psychology because you can like these are real things like there are real explanations behind them and you can see where they stem from and how it affects somebody and how they really just continue to interact with themselves and with other people and how it affects other people yeah, I feel like also like people, you know, I know a lot of people, they're like, I'm never going to cry in front of other people. Right. And the third. I feel like that's like the most hardest pill for, and I'm like this as well. Like, I really don't like people seeing me cry. Uh, right, me neither. Like, that's just never been the thing. Like, if in, if anything, I kind of just want to take it upon myself to get myself together mm-hmm. in that nature. But I do realize that, yeah, like, yeah, I don't like crying in front of people, but I also realize that. I think we need to normalize it also, though. We do. I really do feel like sometimes you just have to let it out. And sometimes you just need the comfort, the comfortability of somebody else beside you. Uh, I feel like people, and I want to say shout out to my friend, Javen. I would say when my friend had passed away, Sosa, um, I literally just fell on the, like, fell crying and he didn't know what the heck was going on so I feel like and I mean there was really nothing he could really say um but I think just really even then just like the presence of somebody being there was still something that yeah he didn't say anything but it's still um I want to say emotionally supporting me and I feel like that's what we need to do for our friends um instead of like just kind of not necessarily saying even pushing them away but just like begging them to like tell them what they uh what they need to let us know how to fix them this time the third sometimes even just really being there and just really comforting them even with touching or not touching or whether it be music or anything like that i think all that's really all that matters um so we're actually going to jump into conditioning so 
you've been hearing us say conditioning a lot. So I'm gonna just give you the uh, give you the definition, the psychological definition of. We were just talking about conditioning. <laughs> and so, okay, so conditioning literally means train or accustom someone or something to behave in a certain way to accept certain circumstances. So. Yep, that's literally everything we just talked about. Literally. I don't so, know. It, it's crazy. I think it, it all starts with how people grow up. And so honestly, that starts with you. That starts with anybody going to start a family, starting to have kids. Because especially in this generation, you see that a lot. There's a lot of young parents. And I think that it's important to make sure you not only recognize the toxic things that your parents did to you growing up, but you make sure that you recognize them so you don't repeat them so you can end a cycle that's within your family because that's that's very important i think that's really yeah like it's huge i know our school had a really big problem with like well not a really big problem but they had a really big thing with um in generational curses and right. whether it be emotionally physically psychologically or financially um Ending generational curses is really a big thing, especially with parenting. Uh, You see all these young parents and these kids are being ignorant just like them. And my whole thing is recognize your problems early so the shit won't happen later on. And if you don't want to be the problem, you know, like if you don't want to be the problem, definitely be the solution. I want to ask you this question. How does education play a role in toxic masculinity? Like, I feel like what were we taught in school that amplified toxic masculinity what were we taught i mean mean, it literally goes back into all the things socially um especially the environment that you're in and the people that you're around and where you grew up i think that also plays a huge part Ooh, environment Um, because i mean if you see everybody else around you like being i know like me being a girl Uh being around other girls that are like playing with dolls and all this stuff like I didn't like dolls growing up you know like I feel like it just plays a huge part with who you're around um because you're all kind of learning the same things growing up going when you're going to school with other people and it really just goes back to everything socially social media now especially because I know growing up um social media was really just starting like it was really just becoming a thing like I remember being on Snapchat and it had the numbers. It said how long somebody's story was. Or, oh my gosh. Right, right, right. Oh or being, my like, gosh. Or to do the filters. The filters weren't a thing yet. You literally had to type like B and W to get the black and white filter. Like it was like little stuff like that. And so now crazy. you see how much it's evolved. And then I know I look at my little cousins and my little five year old cousin over here on TikTok. Boy, these things didn't be, like. Did not exist. Like not advanced. Like my little ten-year-old cousin got a better phone than I do. Like it's just ridiculous. It's crazy. Like the generational gap between, like, for example, like for us, like I feel like we grew into social media. So like social media was kind of becoming a thing, um, especially like Facebook. I know Facebook was like no, really, it was MySpace. Right. Then it was. But the thing is, like, social media was really growing as we were growing so yeah, as like, we were adapting it was also adapting but now it's very established so yeah. for kids to be able to get their hands on it i just honestly i just think it's very dangerous 
I really do too. Like, I feel like it can shape a child's mind, especially because children especially are very, now. like they're very influential and right. they do a lot of monkey see, monkey do. Right. And not using that as a form of relating them to monkeys, but I'm just saying, um, kids copy things, you know, kids copy what their parents do, kids copy what they, their brothers, friends do. Sisters. You know, like now they, that they have all these resources. Anybody can look anything up on YouTube nowadays. Literally. So I really do feel like this generation is gonna be a Honestly, it could be even worse or it could be better than us as far as like I, I hope it's better, up. but I feel like there's gonna be a part where it's gonna be worse. Especially when it comes to like rappers, uh influencers just the stuff that we listen to on a daily basis, the children mm -hmm. on TikTok. It's just, it's really taking a toll on how people grow up, especially nowadays, what kids see. And it's honestly, it's all toxic. It's all toxic. All these ideas of what somebody's supposed to look like. Giant. It just creates a really bad narrative. It does. And I feel like we see all these, you know, cute people, great bodies, this and the third, but what happened to everybody else you know like what happens to the people that were medium ugly you know like <laughs> i'm not super fine and i mean a lot of people aren't so it's just like kind of just looking on social media and seeing like these gorgeous gorgeous people flawless skin flawless body hair and right. nails feet done you know all that and you know you come to look at the average person the normal person it's kind of like damn where's the representation of the people that look like me and right. you know it kind of creates this box of people and how they should look and how they should feel we live in the time like poverty is still a thing you know financial gap are still a thing mm -hmm. so not everybody's gonna get the same pair of jordans every time they come out People are not going to get the same pair of shoes. People are not going to get the same pair of pants. People are not going to get the same pair of shirts and so forth and so on. So it's like, it's really, I feel like social media has put this real unidealistic viewpoint on life. And that is something I really truly hate for children, like I would say five years or younger to really view on a daily basis. So, mm-mm. So honestly, um, I feel like we've talked a lot about where it comes from and what it looks like. I feel like we also know what it looks like, you know, guys not being able to express themselves. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> other people normalizing that as well, even regardless of age or whatever. Um, again, I think the only way to end toxic masculinity is to end it with how you raise your kids honestly like of, of course it's important to instill discipline in them and you know tell them right from wrong but as far as emotionally don't invalidate somebody because you don't agree with it I think that's the biggest so, thing eh, child it's a mess it's honestly a mess it's a mess so honestly I think I think we can wrap it up low-key. Period. Um, I feel like we've touched a lot on what it looks like, where it comes from. And I think we really, and to wrap it up, I think we should go into how to deal with it. Um, just be conscious, be aware, put yourself in other people's shoes. Um, make sure that you're not only looking at things from one perspective. 
uh, I feel like that's one of like, you know, not to to my own horn or anything, but I feel like that's one of the best characteristics that I have. Um, I typically am able to put myself in other people's shoes and understand and configure how they're feeling and where they're coming from because I know nobody on this planet is just like me and nobody's going to have exact same experiences like me regardless. Yeah. Um, so I just think that's really important. <clears throat> understand other people, especially guys, as far as being toxic within their masculinity. Um, try and understand them, but don't take it too far as to where you could put yourself in a position to get hurt as well because that there's there's a fine line. There's a fine line and it's hard to see, but it's there. You just got to find it. Like you should be able to take care of other people, but you got to make sure that it's not draining you either and it's not hurting you. Yeah, take care of others. Like that's nothing that's being looked down upon, but remember to take care of yourself first. Um, your mental is important. Your safety is important. Um, like even like, I don't even know, like even in the medical field, like they, when I was uh, going to pretty much major in uh, medicine and all that, they they pretty much they told us like you can't get attached to certain people even though you may um you have to make sure your safety is more important than whoever your else is taking care of and i feel like it's hard to put yourself first when all you know is how to put others people first and you know sometimes that's the biggest pill to swallow is putting yourself first because you know obviously with religion and with just social norms in general we were always taught to quote unquote you know put god first and i mean i'll always put god first um but you know you put god first family friends and then you put your stuff last no at the end of the day you're the only person with you that's gonna be there when you die Touch. you're gonna be with yourself for all time so you have to make sure you're taking care of yourself whether it be mentally physically, emotionally spiritually you gotta take care of yourself you yeah especially spiritually uh especially definitely become spiritually inclined and in tune with the world and nature and who you are um your purpose in life and how you are able to inflict others in a positive way um in what you feel as is positive and if you are questioning what is positive and what is negative then talk to somebody you know you have a phone for a reason uh you're listening to this for a reason um, you have people beside you for a reason and if you're not even if you're not friendly look on Google <laughs> okay like your answers are limitless and I don't know I don't know I think take care of yourself at the end of the day take care of yourself um, be yourself and love others like I love seeing my guy friends uh, hugging each other and things like that I love seeing okay. that I have seen especially I think it's kind of crazy that you see that more in white men than you will in black men. I mean, that's that's all another topic. But uh, just basically be yourself, you know, love each other and keep an open mind. For sure. So I think this was a successful episode. Um, I want to thank Miss Motherfucking Genesis Lauren, um, my beautiful, <laughs> my beautiful sis. Um, remember she's going to be on this episode or not episodes she's going to be on this podcast more often Uh, she is permanent and she's here to stay so period get ready go follow her at Genesis Tucker uh, G I said G J 
I'm so sorry. You know what? You know, let me just say it. Let me just say it. Oh, my God. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. J-E-N-E-S-I-S-T-K-R on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Not giving my Snapchat out. But <laughs> go ahead and follow me. Um, you know, go ahead and follow the podcast at The Mixed Thoughts. Y'all already know how to spell it, or you should. Period. And if you don't, T-H-E-M-X-E-D-T-H-O-U-G-H-T-S. Okay. Uh, remember to go follow Mixed Thoughts on all social platforms. Remember, link in the description. Um, and yeah, so as always, oh damn, we gotta make a different. We gotta make a different closing now. I usually yeah. have. We we can figure it out. Another episode, please. <laughs> Another episode. Another episode. But, as we said before, remember to go support. Um, we have really great things to store for everybody and for us. Uh, the the possibilities are limitless. And remember to stay positive. Uh, keep your spirit clean. Keep your body clean. Keep your body up. And yeah, mixed thoughts signing out. And boom, we peace. Out.